Yo, yo. Welcome in, everybody. This is episode 25 already. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Episode 25 of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, we are bringing you the best in the country music world like nobody else will tell it. I am one of your hosts, Garrett, and as always, I am joined by my good buddy Mike down there in Iowa, and I am glad you made it to this episode. Why did I say that? Because our guest today is Joshua Ray Walker. Joshua is a singer-songwriter out of Dallas, Texas, and he has a new record coming out on July the 10th that is almost to the hour almost to the hour, one week away from right this very second. And it is titled, Glad You Made It. So, now you see what I did there. I'm hilarious. We talk a bit about that upcoming album, including making a recording space out of an Airbnb with some mattresses and a fridge full of beer. We also talk about collections, wagon wheel, and tricking people into dancing. So without further ado, we will let you listen to the very first track off of that upcoming record. Once again, that is coming out July the 10th, and that is titled Glad You Made It. And this one is Voices. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Welcome in. You all just heard Voices, the new one off of Joshua Ray Walker's new album, Glad You Made It, coming out July 10th. And Joshua is here joining us today to talk about that and some other fun stuff. So Joshua, welcome in. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, if you would. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, My name's Joshua Ray Walker. Like you said, I'm from Dallas, Texas, Uh, born and raised. I'm a singer-songwriter. And uh, been doing it a long time, and I uh, can't wait to put out a new record. I can't yeah. wait to hear it. Uh, Garrett's up here, too, uh, yeah, celebrating a out. very special day. We're recording this on Canada Day. <laughs> yeah. There. So, Garrett, yeah. happy Canada oh. Day to you. Oh, yeah, thanks, happy Canada Day. Appreciate it. Yeah, little recognition. I... Oh, no, he's cutting out on me. Oh, well. Um, I'm drinking uh, the most Canadian drink I can think of. Uh for just for you, Garrett, uh, a Coors Banquet. A Coors that Banquet. yellow belly. Yep, that's the most that's, Canadian uh, thing you can think uh, of. Coulter, it's Coulter Wall's drink, so I figured it's the most Canadian beer. <laughs> yeah, you're on to something. I, uh, I've I've run out of beer. Um, it looks pretty good. You ran out of beer? I did. I'm, I have no beer in the house right now, unfortunately. I have a little bourbon though, so that's oh, all right. Yeah. It's safe. It's safe. Um, <laughs> what is Canada Day? I was talking to my mom about this earlier. What is it like? What is Canada? Day? What are you well, celebrating? Fucking Canadian Confederacy. Like it's, I don't know. It's the day we became a country in eighteen eighteen sixty seven. I should know that. I was a history major. So it's your It's your Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. It's or is there something more unique about I mean, it? Not, not really. It's kind of just is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I was just. Do y'all blow shit up too, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we blow shit up. Just not. We don't get as quite as carried away as as you guys do, I guess. <laughs> I was just about to say Typical. before I kind of cut get, out there. We I was like, away? well, sometimes. I was just about <laughs> to say though. I was like, if this was the Fourth of July and I was in the states and I was from the states, I'd be loaded right now because it's like six o'clock. And I think that's true. That's You'd have you a sunburn. Do. You would have been on a boat all day. Yeah. Probably, probably lighting fireworks off. Maybe not yet, but um, it's not dark yet. It's also a fuck. It's us. all. It's also a Wednesday this year. So I mean, when it when it falls on a on a good day, you know, like a Friday or a Monday or a Sunday or Saturday. But when it's in the middle of the week like this, it's kind of kind of fucks you up. So hey, we got the good end of the deal here. Ours is yeah. on Saturday. So. Yours is on Saturday. <clears throat> so. My favorite is when it's on Thursday. 
because everyone knows that you can call in Friday. Right. And so you just end up with a four-day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Christmas, and New Year's is lined up that way this year. I'm very ooh, excited. Ooh. It's like they both lined up perfect. Four-day weekend after four-day weekend. <laughs> That's just Damn. another thing to look forward to in addition to 2020 ending. Okay. <laughs> right. Man, right. I'm, I'm kind of sad about this year's Canada Day because usually we have a big uh, slow-pitch tournament in town and uh, we make a great big weekend out of it and it's a pretty good time but obviously with covid we can't do that and then of course it's on a fucking wednesday so kind of just been sitting at home i've been reading a book today and yeah pretty lame yeah i have no i have no plans for this independence day um it's this weekend um mm-hmm. i have no idea what i'm gonna do probably uh stay home like everyone's been doing and yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Well, There's lots of good live streams going on. There's like one with uh, from Robert O'Keen's place. It's got like him and Josh Morningstar and uh, Cody Canada, I think. On, That'd be on Saturday. Yeah. Good to tune into. Yeah, Saturday. I think so. Oh, I just seen. I just seen it on Instagram. I'm really excited for my friend Vincent. Um, yeah. He's opening up the uh, the Fourth of July picnic at Willie's Ranch mm-hmm. this year. Um, and even though it's live, <clears throat> I mean live stream. Um, he still gets to go to the ranch and they're recording it at the ranch. So even though there won't be an audience there, he gets to go, um, which is really cool. That's, that's that's gotta be a pretty, pretty surreal experience. Yeah. I saw him post that, that he was still, still able to go. So that's, that's going to be something really cool to look forward to. So I think I, I caught him on one of the, the narrow margins where people could play a show again in Texas but it was at the drive-in, the Coyote drive-in. Uh, oh, yeah, with Paul. Yeah, with Paul and Nikki Lane. Um, mm-hmm. so that was when I was down there, oh, God, a month, month and a half ago. But still, it wasn't like a normal concert. It was at a drive-in movie theater. But still cool. Right. Still cool. Hot as hell. No shade there. God. <laughs> Everything's hot in Texas. It is in Iowa, too, right now. I tell you what. Tell you what else is hot. Is this new album you have coming out? <laughs> How's that segue? That's pretty great. <laughs> Glad you made it through next Friday or Thursday at 11 or 12, depending on your time zone. I'm excited for it to come out. I'm excited to, to let or for other people to hear it and, and get hear the reaction because it is a wholesome, wholesome experience. Uh, whole bunch of different kind of rhythms and tempos and feels going through it um i don't know if you want to talk about that album or a little bit and and how that came to be go for sure it. sure um you know this is the follow-up to my debut album i put out wish you were here in uh, january of 2019 and up until that point, I was pretty much unknown. I mean, I had a following here in North Texas, but um, beyond that, no one really knew who I was. And then um, leading up to that record coming out, everything just kind of took off. And um, I got noticed by BJ Barham on, I think my song Canyon just showed up on his Spotify weekly recommended, you know, whatever. And um, he tweeted about it and then... I had some singles come out and got some good press. And I mean, that album for a debut album, it just like totally exceeded all my expectations. And, um, it was 10 years in the making, you know, trying to get that first album out. 
So this is just like uh, an awesome follow-up. Like I learned a lot making the first record and got to um, change some stuff, but it definitely lives in like the same, same world. A lot of the same characters, same players on the record, um, same studio, same producer. Uh, some of the songs are pretty old. You know, I had 10 years worth of writing saved up, so it's kind of like half old, half new. Um, and it's just a more fun record you know it's called glad you made it wish you were here is kind of the downtrodden record and glad you made it. it's like you know now you're here party started yeah. you know type of thing the whole point of that was to have more fun at my live shows i mean i had the opportunity to play uh, some really great shows in 2019 and i was opening up for a uh, shooter and bj and american aquarium and coulter and like wade bowen and Charlie Crockett and um, really going and opening for like some heavy hitters in the kind of indie country Americana scene. And um, you know, some of those crowds like American Aquarium, those people go out and they want to drink and dance and have a good time and get rowdy. And my sad sap songwriter songs, you know, like I won them over by the end of the set, but there was definitely some side eye um, when I started playing those bigger rooms and uh so I kind of wanted to put a record together that would make my live show a little bit more upbeat, a little more fun. And that's where some of these songs came from on Glad You Made It. I, dude, I dig that so much. Like, oh, yeah, like you mentioned Vincent, like last time or a couple times ago when I saw him, he opened for Coulter. And before one of his songs is, I, I can't even, it, I think it's an unreleased one. But he's like, this is a new song I wrote, and it's like a slower picking song. And he's like, it's got a really good story to it, so just shut up and listen, because everybody's just kind of talking through, waiting for Coulter. And he's like, right. shut the fuck up and listen to the words kind of deal. And like, I don't know, a third of the crowd actually listened to it, so I could at least hear what he's talking about. It's like, I, I totally get what you mean, being an opener, trying to have people listen to the stories of the song, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the, I'm sure Vincent won the crowd over and got people to listen because he's a great songwriter. Yeah. Um, and I think I know the song you're talking about. He, he's only got two that he does that with. It's either Durango or one about his dad called John. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Durango. <clears throat> yeah. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Durango's great. Um, and, you know, like, winning over a crowd is its own accomplishment too. Like I was totally unknown as an opener by most of the fans coming out to see those bands last year. And so to be able to turn a room and get everyone like silent and by the end of your set is a really special feeling. And like something I wasn't really, um, I'd never been given the opportunity to do that until last year because I was either playing my own shows where people, you know, were coming to see me or, um, you know, I was playing gigs where no one's supposed to listen. I was playing a lot of like leading up to 2019. I was playing a lot of like, I call them wallpaper gigs where you play like four hours in the corner of a barbecue restaurant or whatever. (laughs) Wallpaper gigs. I like that. It's funny. It's funny that you say, uh, you call them, I mean, sad sap songs with these characters and stuff like that because i feel like i'm and i mean you kind of said it there too that this this album compared to uh wish you were here 
like you said, a lot of those characters, there's recurring characters, there's new characters, but at the end of the day, like a lot of the songs have some some darker content, but they're still like right. upbeat and and they sound, you know, they 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 have that sound that you're describing that's, you know, people are going to want to dance to and really get into and get into the beat. Thanks. Yeah, we, I told people I wanted to trick people into dancing on this record because the content, <laughs> the content hasn't really changed. Um, just the arrangements yeah. um, have. So it's a lot of the same um, message in the songs. They're just set to a, you know, a different tune. <laughs> Dude, one of them. I just, I just want to touch on this one. One that really caught my ear, and it's not till like the end of the record and we, we're not playing it uh today it's not a single but it'll be out on on the 10th but listening through that that record and it's you know it starts off kind of slow and and like you know kind of i don't know words are hard but um not <laughs> not not too upbeat yet and then it's kind of picks up and then yeah and then you I hit. mean it starts on voices which yeah. is like the most you know, sad down tempo song ever, and then it's supposed to ramp up from there. Oh so. yeah, well you end it on uh, uh, DB Cooper, DB Cooper, and it's just you got just rock out <laughs> at the end of that. It's like oh, it's, yeah. that there's right. that whole progression going on. But I, I'm excited for people to hear that song because um, uh, I think it's going to be really unexpected. Like I don't think I don't think anyone who's heard wish you were here is going to expect to hear that song at the end of the second record. And, um, that's what I did for years. I was a sideman. I've been a sideman since junior high. Like I've just played lead guitar all through, you know, my early twenties and then, um, started writing and I still play lead guitar in this band called Ottoman Turks. We had a little bit of success last year as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, like Rolling Stone did a feature on our album. It was our debut album. And um, I, I'm in that band with Billy Law and Paul Hanoho and um, uh, Nathan Mongol Wells. And um, we've been a band for, they've been a band for over 10 years now. I've been with them for eight. And that we sound a lot like D.B. Cooper in a way, or at least my guitar playing sounds like the guitar the fuzzed out guitar in db cooper and i kind of wanted to bridge the gap between the two projects um just to let people in on my personality a little more on my record and also like if there's any crossover from ottoman turks to my stuff you know give them a little something that kind of bridges bridges the gap right yeah it's cool as hell and like (laughs) like you said you're trying to surprise people it did surprise the hell out of me i mean you get to the end of it and then you're just all of a sudden like you said you're rocking all of a sudden so yeah it's a great song well i'm glad i'm glad it worked (laughs) hopefully everyone likes it you know i'm sure i'm gonna piss off a couple traditionalists but i don't think so i mean just just tell them to listen to the full album and i mean it's still yeah they got enough to work with with the other yeah come on however many nine songs it's not like you're mm. rapping out there or something. Like, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I can't. If I could, I, I might, oh. but I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> terrible at it. That's what, I was going to say, I was gonna say next. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going <laughs> to say the one that, that caught my ear like first is like a holy shit. 
was love, loving country where you just break out the yodel. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's that kind of yodel or voice crack thing I do became like a staple in my set. Yeah. Um, when I started playing out solo and I kind of debated whether or not to put it on the record. Um, and then that that song, I'm really glad that's track nine. I think. yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah. it's a, uh, I don't know. It kind of it starts to get pretty weird, and so I hope that kind of prepares people for DB Cooper because, <laughs> you know, like um, uh, blood on the saddle or whatever. Some of those kind of kooky old cowboy songs. Um, that's kind of what I wanted that song to, you know invoked that that weird like delays and reverbs and yeah. that sort of thing it's got that that definitely a cowboy feel to the that you got the acoustic there sounds super like traditional cowboy song and your voice is that way and then in the background you got that like echoey electric guitar sliding through it's just it's, right it's a cool cool uh ensemble with a song i'm glad you, thank you. you went for it yeah, I mean, album songs are the most fun. Like, you know, singles, you kind of figure out what the singles are going to be pretty early on. Mm-hmm. But those album songs, those songs where you're like, this isn't, this doesn't have to be on the radio. I can make it as weird as I want. <laughs> um, I like that. Those songs, those songs are the most fun, like, to make in the studio, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with how. Love and County and, and DB Cooper came out. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, what's the great. what's the other one on there where you take like a I, I, I like listening through it, I, it feels like you took some risks with the voice. The one I was thinking was the Yodel, but there's another song and I I can't off the top of my head remember. But you hold out arguably one of the longest notes I've ever heard that's held voices. out. That's, that's voices. voices. That's voices. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's voices. Yeah, you show off. Okay, so you guys already heard that. Yeah, that's how I do that one live too, and um, you know that was another one where we debated like, do we cut it shorter for the track because it's it's kind of weird to have a note hang out there that long. And then I was like, well, let me. I I didn't even know how long it was. (laughs) Like I just was like, I just hold it until I feel like I'm going to run out of air, and then I do the little run at the end, and that's how long it is. And so. We record we recorded it that way, and my producer was like, "You're like two beats shy of it being centered. Like if you want it to be 32, you know, beats long, you're just two beats shy. It could be on beat if you can hold it a little longer." And so that's what we shot for. And trying to count out 32 beats while holding that note and stay on pitch <laughs> oh and everything that was uh that was that's a challenge. Definitely a challenge one of the more challenging vocals i've i've recorded (laughs) and yeah i got to like stretch my vocals a lot more on this record i'm still pretty um like i I wasn't very confident as a singer uh until maybe i don't know three years ago or something and so on the first record since that was my first time recording like as a singer i was still getting used to like being in a studio and everything that comes with that and so I think the record turned out good, but I didn't, I was like scared to go for some things, but on this record, I really wanted to push myself and then like 
I'd have to push even harder at live shows to make sure that I'm doing what I did on the record, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was, that was really fun. Like figuring out how to make it more difficult, uh, and then like getting it right and then practicing it enough that I can actually do it live. Right. You know, that's definitely one of the things that I thoroughly enjoyed listening through the album. The couple times that I have already is, is that you can tell like, you're you're testing the, the the waters. You can you're seeing what what you can do. So, if if you anybody listening, if you're listening through this album for the first time, uh, look for that. Like it, that's a cool. Those are cool things to to check out. Um, I don't know. I just just stepping out into uh, just the differences from your first album to this one. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, most of it's just uh, learned confidence really yeah. over the last kind of year and a half right <clears throat> um yeah not not only that i mean you're you play you're you're like you said you're, you're playing with the sounds a bit too but the at the at the core of all of it is these fucking kick-ass songs that you've written with <clears throat> like you said the characters and and uh and diff, different concepts too i mean you talk about i mean drug use on the one song you talk about uh you talk about kind of the concept of time and like procrastination in uh in cupboard is kind of what i got up. right and <clears throat> like you said dude you're playing you're playing with the sound a bit but at the at the root of all of it is these these fantastic songs with such cool characters and such cool concepts so overall i mean you you didn't miss on a single one of these songs <laughs> it sounds oh, thank you um, I appreciate it. We are gonna we are gonna actually roll into cupboard next. Why don't you tell talk a little bit about that one for everybody and introduce it? Sure. Um, yeah, you'll hear kind of like a. This is one of the ones we kind of stretched the production on, kind of pushed the boundaries of what could pass as a country single, because um, it's almost got like a Dire Straits feel to it. Um, yeah, I can see that. Like with Knopfler guitar and stuff, and that's that's my buddy Wade Kofer uh, playing the the really precise parts um, on this song on guitar, and uh, yeah, it's just about the passing of time, and I don't know. I was just sitting down one night and thinking about how weird it is that one amount of time can feel very different depending on what's going on, and um how much time I lose playing guitar. I mean, uh, when I was living alone, like I would get home or whatever and pick up a guitar at nine and look down, it's three in the morning and I have something to do the next day. And it's, uh, I kind of zone out when I'm playing music and me and my friends, like <laughs> when we were, I guess in our late teens, early twenties, whenever we would party and if we'd black out, we used to call it time traveling. <laughs> um, and so like that's kind of stuck in in my vernacular you know like anytime you get a little too too drunk and you can't remember i just say i time traveled right. <laughs> but that's like um that's i don't know sometimes playing guitar feels that way like i'm like there's no way i've been sitting in this one spot for five or six hours you know um so yeah, that's what that's all it's about. It's not, I don't know. I feel like have you ever just sat in one place an accident and then like thirty minutes later you're thinking about what infinity means or whatever, <laughs> and that's like 
that's kind of what this song represents, I guess. <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. So, uh, with that fantastic introduction, you can uh, keep that all on your mind <laughs> with this first, <laughs> if this is your first listen to it. So uh, we'll leave you here with the uh, Cupboard by Joshua Ray Walker. Enjoy. Welcome back in. You just heard Cupboard by Joshua Ray Walker. Josh is still hanging out with us here, and we are going to jump directly into our rapid-fire segment. So, hope you're ready. I'll kick things off. All right. Joshua Ray Walker, how do you like your steak? Uh, Rare to medium rare. Depends on where I'm getting Ooh, it. Correct. That's a man's answer right there. Or a good one. Yeah, the correct one. But all right, um, let's... good good steak, rare. Not so good steak, medium rare. Yeah, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. It's a good answer. Oh, uh, okay. What what drinking game are you best at? Uh, <laughs> drink. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what drinking game am I best at? I don't know. I was pretty good at flip cup uh, or boat races or, you know, whatever. Anything that, you know, involves flipping the cup over. I was pretty good at that. Uh, I don't know. Me and my friends, we don't do many drinking games anymore. We yeah. got at this game called Alcohol Wars uh, that we made up that's pretty great <laughs> because it just has to do with uh, drinking. There's no real tact. <laughs> it's just you put a lot of alcohol on the table and then you split into teams and then you have to finish all the alcohol on the table before you're the other team. That's a hell of a game. Right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Give that one a try. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite song to cover? Um, man, I don't know. I could, I said earlier I used to play like three and four hour sets, so I had to know a decent amount of covers. Um. I think I do a pretty good cover of Hello by Lionel Richie mm-hmm. and I changed it up to where, you know, it, it's country and that usually kind of takes people off guard and they like it and I like singing it. So Sweet. it's a good song. I like turning non-country songs into country songs. Yeah, that's, what, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> you should try that with a Florida Georgia Line song sometime. Try to turn it into a country song. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> you have to change all the words and shit, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Take out all the babies and trucks. And... All right. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, a vacation spot that you haven't been to, but you want to go to? Uh, Florence, Italy. Ooh, that would be sweet. Yeah. Well, you ha- are you still going on that tour to Europe? Is Florence, is Italy on there? We're actually announcing that on the day the record comes out, which actually, so we're announcing it now, uh-huh. right now on this show. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that, sh- so like all the shows that were set for August, September, right. um, are actually going to get pushed back to August, September of 2021. I gotcha. Um, yeah. and I have a UK tour in December and that is on the fence at the moment, um, it you know we're just gonna watch the numbers right. and you know go go from there. I guess yeah. Italy's not really on the list. My bad, but good to know. I <laughs> think I get to go through it though. Ooh. So. Well, fingers yeah. crossed for December. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you have any collections? Um. I'm sure I do. Actually, I was like a really bad hoarder. Um, and over the last like two years, I've, I had a two bedroom house and a shed and a garage and storage all filled <laughs> with every collection you could ever think of. Uh, wow. Bugs, stamps, coins, rocks. Uh, I started going to yard sales with my grandparents when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just got this bug. And my, my grandfather was a junker. Like he would go dumpster diving all the time. And uh, I went with him. And so like, I I don't know. I had all this sentimental value like wrapped up in these things. And 
one day I decided to just cut the cord and I feel awesome. So if anyone out there is listening and they're holding on to too much stuff, I have everything I own in an 11 by 11 room now. Um, all my musical equipment, all my clothes is, you know, fit in one small part of a closet. Like I've really condensed my life down and it's been like a pretty, uh, amazing process for me so that's my no kid you know if i i guess if i have a message for this podcast yeah. get rid of your stuff um <laughs> get rid of all your but stuff. i guess a collection yeah I, I guess i have a small like collection of instruments still i got rid of like 20 something guitars wow. over the last couple wow. of years but i still have seven or eight instruments in the house no oh kid. cool sheesh uh, yeah, just go Going off of your message, I'll be I'll I'll make sure that my uh, roommate listens to this episode. <laughs> hey, no shame though. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, it took me till I was twenty eight to make that decision. He's so. twenty seven, so I guess he's got a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What what song are you most excited for off of this new album? Oh man, uh, that's hard. It is hard. Um, I don't know. We talked about DB Cooper earlier yeah. and I'm really excited to see like if people love or hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the weirdest song on the album. It's not weird, but you know, like yeah. considering I get labeled a pretty traditional country artist, right. um, you know, I just don't think it's going to be expected. And so. I'm excited to see what people have to say about it. Good or good or bad. I mean, if people don't like it, that's okay. Also, I just kind of want to see what they think. And if not that, then probably voices. Mm. Um, I'm really proud of that song and like Canyon on the first record, Mm -hmm. like really pushed everything forward because people connected with it and it's a really personal song. And I think that voices, kind of has some of the same qualities um it's really personal and it's emotional and it has a good video mm. and i'm just excited to see like where it takes me because canyon took me further than i ever thought i'd go and so if voices can do even a part of that with the second record then i'm just excited to see where it goes awesome i i just want to formally throw out there you're you mentioned a couple times you're worried about the feedback a little bit on the D.B. Cooper song as being not traditional. it It's different than the rest of the record, but it's not like, you're not going to listen to it and be like, that's not a fucking country song. Like, I mean, it's cool. Like, it, it's still got the, like, it's still got your style in it, and then you just rock the fuck out. Like, it's cool, you know? I don't think, right. I don't think you should worry about too much negative feedback on it. If they give you any, I'd be very yeah. surprised. But, I mean, uh, it's still... Either way, it's what I wanted to make. Yeah. So, yeah, you no know, shit. I'm happy. If, I'm happy that I made it. If they have any qualms with it, fuck them, right? <laughs> it's your album. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Um, do you have any pre-show rituals? Um, yeah, I guess I usually like to have a little bit of alone time before I play. Uh, I'll. I don't like to drink beer right before I go on stage because it makes you burp. <laughs> That's uh, a great point. So I usually will go grab a water 
<laughs> chug of water, make sure I don't sweat out, you know, too much while I'm playing. Uh, I usually do two shots right before I get on stage, and I usually take a big glass of whiskey with me and uh, just kind of clear my head right before I get on stage and just be present and in the moment and remind myself that I'm lucky to do what I do and make sure that I'm sincere in my delivery of the songs and I don't know that I'm just there, you know, like taking it in and, Mm. and giving it back out and not just when I get nervous, I kind of tend to just go through the motions, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have pretty serious stage fright. Um, and it took me years and years to like start to get over that. Mm -hmm. So I've learned that the more I'm in the moment and the more sincere I am, the less nervous I get, which is kind of counterintuitive. Um, and so I just try to, I try to start that like mentally before I go out on stage. Cause if I don't, I'll get out there and I'll, the lights will hit me and I panic and it takes me the first half of the set to really get into it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of the most genuine answers I've ever heard for pre, pre, uh, pre-show rituals. <laughs> What are the other ones? Just like, you know, just slam a couple brews. Yeah. Usually that's what it is. Usually, yeah. yeah. Or now, <laughs> don't have one. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no hate towards anybody who's answered that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one, since it's the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, I like to ask it. Uh, are you more hippie or cowboy? And by cowboy, I think we can just... That means country. You know, I don't want it like the literal sense of a cowboy is kind of hard to live up to. So, like, hippie or cowboy? Uh, I'd say I'm a, a hippie that aged into a cowboy. I like it. All right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had long hair all grown up, and I refused to wear shoes to high school, and... <laughs> Uh, you know, I used to have my ears gauged out, and, oh. uh, I let them shrink down. So, and then, but I'll, at the same point, I mean, I'm from Texas, so I always had a Stetson and a pair of boots in the closet too. So right. I just started wearing them more when I got a little older, I guess. Fair enough. I like it. <clears throat> Good answer. All right. Last one. And then we'll stop asking you silly shit. Yeah. Um, I still got one. <laughs> oh, do you? Do you got one more? Oh yeah. Sure. You yeah. Did. You started. Sorry, my bad. My bad. My last one. Uh, what was your favorite childhood meal? Um, oh, man, that's hard. Um, <laughs> Tough to pick one. I think, uh, so my grandmother on my mom's side, she was half Sicilian. And she was a great cook. And she made lots of amazing Italian food. But... Uh, her sauce or gravy, you know, if they're from New York, so gravy, but it's red, you know, like red sauce. Um, it was just so simple and like, there's nothing special about it other than that it was hers, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it would take her all day. I mean, she'd get up at six in the morning and start stewing tomatoes and then we wouldn't eat till five or six at night. And it was always like, it wasn't a meal. It was like a whole event, Events, you know, yep. like the, the whole family would come over and we'd always eat the same dessert after. And, you know, it was a uh, good memories for sure. Right. And, 
And it was delicious. And it was delicious. I bet. Great oh. answer. But I haven't eaten dinner yet. That's making me hungry. All right. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> Just made myself hungry. <laughs> My fault. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this one I haven't asked before, so we'll see how it goes. Um, number one song that you don't want to play live. Like if somebody requests it, it's like, hell no. Um... Oh man. Um That's tough. <laughs> this isn't rapid fire at all. No, it's uh, not. This uh <laughs> I'm I don't know, like a whole list popped into my head. Um Okay, I got two answers. All right. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah. One I will say I don't want to play Wagon Wheel again for obvious reasons, <laughs> yeah. but I don't like how much people shit on that song because it is a really, right. really amazing yeah, song, right. and I still <clears throat> will play it in my free time. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song, but um, you know, it just got it just got worn out, right? And yeah. it every single band in Texas played it multiple times a set for like five years. Um, right. And then, so that's one. And then the other one is Tennessee whiskey, mm. which is like a great song. Uh, but there's that vocal run in the middle <laughs> that I can't do. And it, it really bugs me. Like if you're going to cover a song, I think it's totally fine to totally change a song. Right. But for me, if a song has like this really notable, amazing vocal run in it, mm-hmm. you got to be able to do that run right. if you're going to cover it. <laughs> and I can't do it. And I wish I could. Like if I could do the run, I'd probably cover the song. But I, I feel like that one popped in my head first because like I feel like I get asked to play that like every set. Right. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Or, or at least I, I did when I was playing those barbecue gigs. <laughs> yeah. No, I those are good answers. Wagon Wheel definitely was one that I was thinking when I asked it. And then that Nick Shoulders line popped into my head, I'll die where I stand if I hear Wagon Wheel again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh that being said, there are probably a lot of songs that I would much rather not play. Uh those are just the two that I get re- they get requested right. the most mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. The one of the coolest things, a good so like I've heard Wagon Wheel enough, as everyone has. But when I toured Europe last year, I was in the middle of nowhere in Norway, playing a tiny, tiny town. And after my set, uh, I had played sort of an early set. And they opened up an open mic after my set. And a guy got up there and started playing Wagon Wheel, and everyone in the bar knew the words. And it was actually pretty amazing to be in Norway right. and, and he was playing it the, you know, old crow medicine show way. Oh, nice. Um, and it was pretty amazing to be in Norway and be surrounded by, you know, all these European people that know something that's so ingrained and in being back home. So I will say the last time I heard wagon wheel in a bar, I actually really enjoyed it. No kidding. Yeah. That would be yeah, really, really cool. cool. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Well, you made it. That's our rapid fire. You made good it. job. Actually, you did. I like that. Well, yeah, you did really. Yeah, really I like well. those are good. Answers. I like I like random questions. <laughs> Mostly random. Hopefully it wasn't, hopefully it wasn't too. Strange. Yeah. 
<clears throat> well, um, I guess one other thing I want to touch on before we get out of here is on Play You a Song. I want listeners listening to this because it's it was one that stood out to me. Maybe my one of my favorite songs on on the record is Play You a Song, just because of all the stuff going on with the banjo and the dobro in there, just insane picking going on. Uh, I want mm-hmm. I want listeners to to look for that song, and um, I don't know. I, I was just curious on who all is on that. If if there's other people that aren't normally in the band that's on the dobro, or if that was kind of everybody yeah, yeah. on the band. Or, uh, that kid, like his name's Gavin Largent. Sorry, not kid. He's a grown man. He's just <laughs> younger than me. Uh, yeah, Gavin Largent. He's like a staple in the in the bluegrass scene. Yeah. He's been around since he was a little kid. And a friend of a friend uh, had his number. And um, it's kind of interesting. Like, so we recorded the rhythm section for the record in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then we took the rhythm track. So like scratch vocals all the acoustic guitar rhythm electric bass drums to nashville and me and my producer uh we take a trip there about every six weeks to do writing sessions and um not for me i write my own stuff but um we go out there and try to pitch songs basically and um we were going anyway and i needed to lay lead down and i kept coming up with these nashville names that i wanted on the record. And so I put a list together and, you know, texted him to see if they were free. And they were the week we were going. So we got an Airbnb that was larger than we needed and took all the mat, took all the mattresses out of the, the bedrooms and, you know, put them up in the hallways and living room. It made a makeshift studio in this Airbnb. Um, and then stock the beer, you know, stock the fridge with beer and snacks and, um, just started texting people, telling them to come over. I didn't send anyone tracks ahead of time or anything. I wanted it to feel loose and like a party. And that's how play you a song happened. Oh, that is awesome. Um, and like the lead on true love and Bronco Billy's and, um, the cool dire straits guitar on, uh, on cupboard and the slide work on, on user. um, like it's kind of smattered all over the all over the record um what we were able to capture in that house and like Mallory Eagle was the one who got me uh Gavin's contact info and she sang all the female backing vocals on the album oh. in that living room <laughs> That's awesome. and um yeah we just had a party like there were you know we'd go 3 2 1 take and everyone would have to shut up and stand in one place so the floor wouldn't creak and <laughs> And then the take would be over and we'd keep drinking and hanging out. And then we'd do another take and everyone would have to shut up. It was, it was fun. That's why you hear some like hooping and hollering and yelling on the record. And that's like, someone was doing a hot take and someone couldn't hold it in. They were just yelling and yelling along, you know, cause we just had the mic set up in the living room, kind of in the middle of everything. Oh, I'm glad I asked that. That is awesome. You don't hear that very often. Oh, that's cool. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, and that's Heather Stalling on fiddle, uh, Max Stalling's mm. wife. That was recorded later. Um, we got all the lead tracking done there, except for the fiddle we added later, and that was done in Texas. Um, and I'm the I play the acoustic, like flat picking stuff yeah. on the song. Oh, cool. Gavin plays the banjo and the dobro, and then um, 
Heather stalling his own fiddle on that track. Well, you picked the fuck out of that guitar in that song, I tell you what. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, piecing that part together. Like I don't I'm not I I'm not really a bluegrass player. I love it and I I wish that I was better. I love like Tony Rice and yeah. all that flat picking stuff. Um but I kind of faked my way through that through that line. But I, I you know, I'm really I'm really proud of how it turned out. Yeah, I never would have uh, yeah, I never would have l- guessed it was. I I wouldn't have called it fake it through listening to it. it <laughs> yeah. dude, I was like, holy fuck! If a if a real him? flat picker listened to that, if a real flat picker listened to that, they'd be like, oh, he's doing pull offs. Uh, that's uh, not all single note, you know. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm still nice. I'm still happy with it. Yeah, I I would be too. Um, yeah. Well, well, shall we get into our last song? We better. All right. Sure. Um, Joshua, thank you so much for hanging out. This has actually been uh, really, really fun and and, uh, told some good stories. Um, But we're going to end it with Boat Show Girl. Um, If you want to talk about that one, and then we can send it out of here. But it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm really excited for people to hear the album. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you all for having me on. Before you do Um, that, maybe tell everybody where they can... uh... Oh yeah, get get the record and the social medias and your website yeah. and all that good stuff. You can follow me at uh, at Joshua Ray Walker on Instagram and Facebook, or at Ray Walker Joshua on Twitter because someone took my handle and got and got banned. Um, and you can go to my website joshuaraywalker.com or just go straight to the statefairrecords.com uh, merch page to find my record on CD or vinyl. There's also like some signed and numbered limited edition color vinyl on there, which turned out really cool. Um, or you can stream my album on any streaming platform uh, starting July 10th, or you can listen to the singles right now. Awesome. And I can tell you a little bit about Boat Show Girl. Um, we've talked, we've touched on the fact that I write about characters uh, a lot and this is one of the songs on the album I was really proud of. I, I kind of write my my character songs like short stories, I guess. Or that's how I picture them in my head. And um, this is one of those characters that's been rattling around in my head f- forever. And it finally, like, I was able to encapsulate like, w- what she is, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I grew up going to... Uh, uh, boat shows and like motorsport events. As a kid, my mom was in motorsports PR and worked for NASCAR and stuff. And my dad uh, was an avid fisherman. So like every weekend was monster truck rallies and motocross and, uh, you know, boat shows, vintage car shows, whatever. And um, when I, in the nineties, when I was a kid, there was just like a ton of, uh, uh, there's a ton of girls in bikinis selling stuff at, uh, at these events. Right. And, uh, you know, it'd be like your uncle sitting on a next year's right on lawnmower and some Bud Light girl taking a picture with him. Uh, right. and it just never like made sense to me. Cause all these events were like family friendly. And then there were always like chicks in bikinis selling stuff. <laughs> and I feel like as I got older, I started to meet those girls in my life and like uh better understand like their motivation and stuff and 
even as a kid, I remember like, I felt like I was in on the joke. Like, you know, they take the picture and smile and then there's kind of like a wink and a nod that went with it. Like, you know, but people just eat it up. Like it's this sincere, you know, thing. Like they really want to be there taking that right. picture with you. Um, And that's what it's about. And sometimes that's what it feels like being a musician. Like you, you know, tons of people have made this joke, but our job, you know, we want to play music. Our real job is to sell beer. Um, <laughs> and so... You know, it can feel that way sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful to be able to do it, but I kind of feel that. I feel that, you know, getting yeah. flaunted out there, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's what it's about, the boat show girl. I feel like uh, y'all have boat shows in Iowa for sure. Do you have boat shows in Canada? Um, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying as far as the, you know, the, <laughs> the motorsport shows and shit. I, I don't frequent those right. types of things. But. Well, yeah, and boat shows was like, you know, they'd put a bunch of AstroTurf down in a rodeo arena yeah. and all the new bass boats would get spread out and they'd have a girl on each boat in a bikini holding the price or whatever. Gotcha. And uh, I don't know. It just got seared into my brain mm-hmm. as a kid. I feel like I understand. I guess what I'm saying is I feel like I understand that chick uh-huh. and sometimes we're all that chick too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, on that oh, note, man. On that, yeah. those words of wisdom, Joshua, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, yeah, man. Be sure to check out Glad You Made It, July 10th, everybody. Um, you won't be disappointed. And here's another little taste. This is Boat Show Girl. Enjoy. You sparkle like a diamond. Brighter than the boats you stand around Your gaze is somewhere yonder While men eye you up and down Those five-inch heels ain't nothing Compared to what you left back home Yeah, you ain't even chilly Though you're wearing skin and bone You stand there on your altar AstroTurf beneath your feet like a redneck statue of liberty This phrase rings out as you greet Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses Waiting on the shore May you board this fiberglass vessel And not feel empty anymore Cause freedom ain't that free Happiness can be cheap Zero down and less than you spend on cigarettes every week. You can take this beauty home, treat her like you should. Just like every boat show girl wishes that you would. Your mascara's running, wins a foot race every time. You're good at what you're doing, you can stop them on the dime. Bathed in sequence, a beacon when daddy did you wrong. Yeah, fake tan covers bruises, but it doesn't last that long. Freedom ain't that free, happiness can be cheap. Zero down and less than you spend on cigarettes every week. You can take this beauty home, treat her like you should. Just like every boat show girl wishes that you would. 
can be cheap Zero down and less than you spend on cigarettes every week You can take this beauty home Treat her like you should Just like every boat show girl wishes that you would Yeah, just like every boat show girl wishes that you would Once again, that was Boat Show Girl by Joshua Ray Walker. Please make sure that you keep your eyes peeled for that new album from him titled Glad You Made It. That will be out July 10th, and we are so excited for everybody else to hear it. It kicks ass. If you are new to the podcast, or even if you're not, please make sure you head on over to Twitter and give us a follow at Hippies Cowboys, and then you can follow my personal account, Mike's account, from our bio there. Scroll down a little ways, you'll find our online store, and please go show us some support. Get yourself a hat. They're really nice. Get yourself a t-shirt. We got some new t-shirts on the way right away. We are also on Instagram at Pod and Facebook. You can search us up on there, too. If you would be so generous and like to leave us a tip, you can PayPal hippiesandcowboyspod at gmail.com. That's hippies and and cowboys pod at gmail.com thanks for listening everybody happy fourth of july